0: peanut butter and jelly shoes this is caitlin uh, tiffany as you can tell probably by her voice we are still quarantining so we're still apart
1: we're doing the best we can we are apart but we are together in spirit
0: as always
1: the halloween spirit
0: Ooh, spooky spirits oh. and we watched a halloween movie today
1: we did we watched something that um I feel like as long as I've known Caitlin, I don't shut up about. We watched a made-for-TV movie from 1986 called "The Worst Witch."
0: Yes, uh, I didn't. Re- I didn't know we- what channel was this made for.
1: I have no idea.
0: Okay, because it felt like a <laughs> it- great start. All right, so "The Worst Witch." It's like an hour and fifteen minutes long, and as you said, 1986, and it stars it's actually an all-star cast
1: it is a stacked cast like for real it's no joke the amount of talent that is involved in this production
0: so who stars in it
1: we have diana rigg we have fruza balk we have tim curry we have charlotte ray and i think that's all i can think of that are like names as but
0: it were they're, those are pretty big names they're really big names and that's one through four on the call sheet and they are yeah they're they're the stars of this um, but yeah so Tiffany's seen this grew up with it I had never seen before I knew nothing about it um,
1: you did know one thing about it because there's one scene that we'll get to much later on that I feel like I've made you watch at least a couple of times
0: oh I know exactly what you're talking about
1: yeah yeah, but I mean, in the in the broadest terms, this is a movie about the worst witch, uh, Mildred Hubble, played by Theresa Balk. She's a freshman, or not even a freshman. She's like a first term student at Miss Cackle's International Academy for Witches, and uh, as the title says, she's like the worst student there. And this, the movie is about her journey as a student at Miss Cackle's International Academy for Witches.
0: Yeah, so. Th- I immediately understood why you love this movie. Or Did you? Because it's... Well, actually, no. It actually made me understand why you love Harry Potter so much. Because this movie is Harry Potter. With a really low budget and an all-female cast.
1: You're not wrong. I've never once thought about that comparison. But that's eerily accurate. At
0: every every turn... So so basically... Okay. So Farouza Balk... I think she's... I don't know, she's maybe 11 or 12. Yeah. And it's she goes to a school that is hauntingly similar to to Hogwarts. They don't explain how she gets there or anything. She just they just jump right in with she's a student there. And it's only yeah. for witches and in this universe witches are just exclusively female pretty much. Yes. And then yeah, so it's just um well, you you do a much better job of explaining this than I can, sure.
1: I mean, I'll try. I, mean, I think the first thing I'd like to point out is, um, did you know that this was kind of a musical or had several musical numbers in it?
0: Yeah, it's weird because I can't decide if it's a musical or not. Like, there's what? how many... Well, there's diagenic music and non-diagenic music, and this song... Like, there's, like, two... Songs that happen within the universe, like the actual characters are singing them.
1: Oh, there's at least three.
0: Three? Oh, I don't remember. Okay. You're going to have to enlighten me.
1: (laughs) That's fine. Well, it opens up with a song that, like, when we decided that we were going to do this, it's been playing in a constant loop in the back of my head for like weeks now. The song about how growing up isn't easy.
0: And that's a, it. but that's a non diagenic song where it's just like it's like the soundtrack.
1: Oh yeah, I guess I understand. I didn't know what that word meant. I was gonna try to play it off like I did, but
0: oh, that's fire. I <laughs> I might have these backwards, but I think and I might be wrong, but I think non diagenic means it's like music that's happening. It it's like the idea is that the the characters cannot actually hear this music that's playing. It's in the soundtrack, but okay. if it's a diad song it's like in a musical when everyone's singing it's like oh it's that song is happening in the universe and all the characters can hear it
1: oh interesting well either way it opens with that song that's basically like giving us the background on Mildred and how like everything's hard for her she's like always late she like is really clumsy she doesn't really have her shit together and it's all about how like growing up is super hard uh how much can one girl take blah 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 um, so that's how we are introduced to Mildred, and then um, we meet Diana Riggs' character, uh, Miss Hardbroom, and as the name implies, she's kind of a hard-ass. She's like a very stern, uh, less forgiving McGonagall, I guess, if we're going to go with like the Harry Potter references. Oh,
0: she's full-on Snape, N- not only in her actions, but she's the potions master,
1: well, I'm not quite sure if she just is the potions master, because she also has stuff, like, deals with, like, the flying formation later on in the movie. I mean, she's not the flying instructor, but she plans, like, the flying show that they're supposed to do.
0: Yeah, she's got a lot of irons in the fire, that one. Um, but, but yeah, I feel like her, her primary role is she's the potions teacher, and... She she is Snape like if J.K. Rowling has never seen this movie I would be flabbergasted because I'm like yeah. there's so many similarities. Yeah, that's yeah. true. But that's yeah, not, that's not wrong. But I love Diana Rigg, by the way. She's fantastic in this. And I just I get the sense that she is having a blast while she's filming this.
1: Oh, for sure, hundred percent. She's having the time of her life.
0: Yeah, she's so campy. She's chewing the scenery, and she's just like trying too hard, but in a way that you're like, "I respect this."
1: Yeah, I, I appreciate your choices. Thank you so much for this gift. Right? Yeah. <laughs> she's a treasure.
0: Yeah, R.I.P. Uh, so she's.
1: Yeah, I know. It got dark.
0: Well, yeah. no, no, but like, but she just recently passed, right? I think
1: i think within like the last year or so
0: yeah oh she's the best well in case you in case you don't recognize the name diana rigg right away um i guess late well she was a bond girl
1: she was but i feel like most people would probably remember her from game of thrones most recently right
0: yes she is the queen of thorns she is um lady olana tyrell yes and she's fantastic
1: Yeah, what a career.
0: What a career. But she's just as sassy in this as she is as Lady Tyrell. So, like, buckle up. It's fantastic.
1: Yeah, and so, like, we kind of meet her in this potions class where, like, she's giving them an exam and they have to make a laughter potion, which, like, I, I took some issue with because how easy would it be to, like, fake a laughing potion, really? Like, you just drink it and then you laugh. You can't prove that, like, you're laughing because... It's magic,
0: right? You could just laugh.
1: Yeah, That's, that was my attitude.
0: And and I I agree, but and then the thing that bothered me so it's like you jump right into this, and um, a box character. Oh, what's her name again? Mildred Hubble. Mildred, yes. She she and her she has like one best friend who is the Ron to her Harry, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Mom. yeah, and she, <laughs> and she. And she, they drink this potion, and they both obviously have no idea what they're doing. It's kind of like a pop quiz. Yeah. And then they both turn invisible because of the potion, which, if anything, that's more impressive than being able to make someone laugh.
1: I mean, I would certainly think
0: so. Yeah, but instead they get reprimanded for it, and and only Mildred, for some reason, has to go see the headmaster, which or headmistress, mean- I guess. Which first of all. Mildred has a partner. I think they're equally culpable in making the wrong potion. But only Mildred gets sent to the principal's office. I think
1: technically it might be because the ingredient that fucked up the potion was procured by Mildred. It was that, like, pond weed that she was supposed to gather directly at midnight. And she gathered it not at midnight.
0: That's true. But I, I just... Yeah, I, I felt bad for her. She's also the only American in a school full of Brits. So that's got to be hard.
1: I, well, it is an international academy. I guess she had to be, uh, America had to be represented in the worst possible way. Oh,
0: that's how I felt when I went to, when I studied abroad. It was like, yeah. the only American in a school full of British people. And everyone was just like, why do you spell things weird? I'm like, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you notice, I think my favorite part about
1: the scene where they're, like, doing the potions is they're clearly plastic cauldrons set, like, Halloween store cauldrons set over Bunsen burners.
0: But the Bunsen burners looked real.
1: It but was very confusing.
0: The Bunsen burners were were on. There's there's no way. This, this production did not have the budget to create fake Bunsen burner, burner, like, blue lights. It was actual Bunsen burners that were turned on that kids were, like kids in long dangly wizard sleeves were like hanging over. I'm like, oh, I was worried for these children. And this thing was filmed 35 years ago. Like.
1: I love, this is a good opportunity to talk about how much I love all the costumes in this movie. They're so, I just love
0: them. They're everything.
1: so stupid. They're so stupid. Like the girls all wear like these long sleeve kind of peachy orange button down shirts with like black robe over it. And they have like gloves. Into the waist, and they wear like pointy witches' boots. It's amazing.
0: Yeah, everything's a really deliberate choice. Yes, <laughs> it's yeah. it's you tell that there was a meeting, and they they have these capes on, or I guess like a cloak or whatever that it has this like neon lining in it, like a neon green, and it's very bold and very distracting. But and Yeah, then,
1: it's almost like every decision that was made in this movie, they were like, okay, but can it be more Halloween themed? And they'd be like, okay, we can turn it up just a little bit more. It seems like it might be too much. And they're like, no, no, no. If you think it's too much, do more.
0: But they're not that dissimilar from the Hogwarts girls' outfits. They, no. No, it's, it's ties, dress shirt, like skirts, stockings, boots, and like a, a robe on the top of it. So, yeah. it's pretty similar. I, I, the more I watched it, the more I was shocked how similar this was to Hogwarts. it's... But, but then, so, um, oh, yeah, so where were we? She gets sent to the the principal's office?
1: She does, but before she does, this is, that's also the scene where we meet, like, the villain, I guess the Draco Malfoy, the blonde girl named Ethel Hallow. Yes. What a terrible scene. Like, what cool girl has ever been named Ethel? Her, apparently. Honestly, I guess. She's such a bitch.
0: She, well, you know, she's not a nice person and she's got her lackeys. Um, and it's just... I'm always baffled by bullies like that because it's... So, there is the turn, which I did appreciate, that the bully is the smartest kid in school. The bully is the one with the best grades. Yeah. It's not the jock. She's not the... She's just, like, the perfect girl that gets all the accolades. So, I liked that sort of twist on it. Um, yeah. But at the same time... I've always this is something I've worried about bullies my whole life where it's like she's obsessed with Mildred like she goes out of her way to do things to Mildred to mess with Mildred to be mean to her. It's like you have this perfect life like what is what is wrong with you that you just still dwell on this loser like this girl who is of she's no Mildred is no competition to this other girl. Like, she's the worst student. Like, that's just so bizarre to me. But it's a real thing. It's a thing that actually happens. I don't get yeah, it. I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I can't explain it either. I don't understand bullies.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean. I mean, I, I understand the mentality of, like, oh, this person has things that I don't agree with, or they do things I don't like, and therefore I'm going, like... I don't condone it, but, like, I think that's a lot of people feel that way, whether they want to admit it or not. Like, oh, this person's different than me? Like, F you. But, um, but at the same time, it's, like, this girl has everything. She's got, she's, like, I don't know, she's the number one student picking on the zero student, but it's, like, and she spent all of her time and energy focusing on that. It's, like, dude, how do you have time to study, man? Like, just, just forget about it. She's no competition to you. But she's just mean, man. She's just a mean person, this bully.
1: She is really mean. Mm. Um, so, like, she's been a real bitch. But then <clears throat> Mildred does have to go, like Caitlin said, to uh, Miss Cackles, to the headmistress, to see her. And Miss Cackles, played by Charlotte Ray, who I adore. Like, she's perfect for this role. Like, anytime you think of, like, an older, like, kind of dotty grandma figure it's played by someone played by charlotte ray in my opinion
0: she's so she's so inviting like you the second you see her you're just like oh i wish she was my grandma
1: right like and so she's like giving mildred a hard time but also being like pretty cool about it and like not being super awful just kind of telling her like you need to do better like i i see you're trying but like try harder and she's like was that mean enough for you and you're just like oh
0: she's she's female dumbledore she is. She's she totally. totally is. Her office even kind of looks like a lo, really low budget version of Dumbledore's office. Like, she's just. Yeah, she's she's Lady Dumbledore. And I thought she was great and I loved her. I was worried that she was going to be mean because, like, the name Miss Cackle, like, in the witch school and, like, she's the bully, the kid. I thought. I was worried for Mildred. <laughs> I was worried well, that she was going to get know, reprimanded. You're not
1: entirely wrong. Miss Cackle was not mean, but her surprise twin sister, oh Agatha, God. is evil to the core. Also played by Charlotte Ray in a pretty spectacular pink wig and a very questionable accent. Like, I'm not quite sure what her accent was, um, but it was different than the one that Miss Cackle has. But we we cut to, like, a scene where we meet her twin sister, and she's, she's real salty about the fact that her their mother like left the school to her sister instead of her Mm -hmm. and she has this like grand plan where she's going to like take over the school and turn all the students into toads
0: yeah which it's like well why do you want to take over the school if there's going to be no students there to teach
1: well it's like she wants to get rid of those students and like bring in the people that she wants to bring in and you learn a little bit about more who she wants to educate when she has her musical number.
0: Oh, God. Um,
1: yeah, she wants to make it bad. She wants to fill it with filthy, smelly, evil, wicked, and cruel girls, which I loved. I loved all those adjectives to describe the, the people she wants in her school. Filthy and smelly.
0: I. You know what? I'm... I'm on board with this, but I think she should have just started her own school. Like she's basically like, I want a school for disgusting goth children. And I'm like, you know what? I want that too. But you don't it's not like you, you don't have to take over an existing school to start that. Just just start your own school, pink haired Charlotte, right?
1: Well maybe she didn't have the funds. So she and her weird like Cindy Lauper looking cohort wanted to like take over the pre existing school.
0: That's true. But I I feel like gathering up an army to to fight a school and take over it is more effort than, like, you know, gathering funds to start a school. I don't know. But Charlotte, so yeah, so she was trying to do, like, a southern accent for the bad version of her.
1: Yeah, it just didn't really work. Or stay consistent, maybe, is the better a better comparison like it wasn't consistent throughout the
0: movie and the weird thing is is that her character when she's Miss Cackle she's doing a British accent yeah and I'm I'm ignorant but I thought her British accent was way better very believable versus but she's actually Charlotte Ray's American she's
1: yeah she's
0: uh, from Wisconsin I'm pretty sure she sure is I just looked her up she's from Milwaukee Oh. And I am like, her. It's, it's just funny that someone from Milwaukee does a much better British accent than they do an American accent, but...
1: Well, <laughs> this is an interesting thing I just thought of. Like, we're spoiling the very end of the movie right Ooh. now, but, like, Agatha is hitchhiking at the end of the movie and she's holding up a sign that says Alabama. So maybe they were raised in separate locations. Like maybe they were separated as children and like Charlotte Ray or Miss Cackle was raised abroad and Agatha was raised in Alabama.
0: But, but, but Miss Cackle says like, Oh, she's always been into, she's always been like this ever since she was a child. So like they, <laughs> they knew each other. Oh, oh boy. We're getting ahead of ourselves, but so we are. We are. There's so many like layers to unpack in this in this thing, this movie, I guess. But this film, yeah. So Charlotte Ray, so she's a twin sister. She's so her, she plays both Voldemort and Dumbledore essentially. Yeah. Um, and she has a coven of witches who are her followers, like like you know, i.e. the Death Eaters. Yes. But it's all women, they're all older women, and they all have crazy colored hair, and I was for it. And I was like, I would 100% be on that team. It's like... That doesn't surprise me. And I feel like the actresses... They're all women of a certain age. They all, but they're having a blast. It's like, if you're, imagine you're 65 years old, and you're hired on a casting gig, and you're like, oh, by the way, you have to, like, have green hair and crazy eyeshadow. Like, done. Like... Uh, And you just dance around a fire in the background. Like, that's the dream gig right there.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the only question is, do you also get to participate in a really cheesy musical number? Because if so, sign me up.
0: You sure do. You get to sing poorly in the background to Charla Ray, who also is not a good singer.
1: No, but you know what? She goes for it. She She really does. She goes for it.
0: (laughs) There's a lot of really interesting side characters that are introduced and then pulled away from you. Like, it's like they dangle this carrot in front of you of, like, here's this crazy, cool, new person. We're not going to tell you anything about them. And I, that's how I felt about all of, like, her minions. Um, evil Charlotte Ray's minions. But also uh, also about Miss Spellbinder?
1: Oh, yeah, the flying... Uh, Madam Hooch, she's, the flying instructor. She had, like, a fucking cool-ass red cape with a spiderweb on the back. And she. see
0: that? She did. She's the niece of Miss Cackle, I think? Or somebody? No. No,
1: no, no. Her niece is Darla, who is, like, the one who, like, had the, um, the dazzled landline phone installed on her broom. Uh, Um, it's a different character. They're they're shown standing together, like, later on in the movie.
0: But does she come, does she ever come back? I don't even remember that character.
1: Which one? The The the
0: niece? niece? There's, like, a huge hubbub. But there's a niece that comes in and she flies in. And she's got a mobile phone for her broom, and then I don't remember her ever again.
1: She's at the, she's at the Halloween party at the end.
0: But she doesn't but do anything. Only in
1: those two scenes. No, she's just visiting her auntie.
0: <sighs> that should have, man. Okay, see, I thought they were the same person, obviously. This is... No, no,
1: no, no. That's okay. It's a common mistake. Um, I have probably seen this movie a hundred times, so I am very well versed in who's in what scene.
0: (laughs) So then what happens after... So the the niece comes, we meet the bad guy who wants to take over this middle school for some reason. (laughs) Yeah. Uh,
1: And then we find out that the Grand Wizard is going to be at their Halloween festivities. And apparently this is like the biggest fucking deal because I guess there's a whole bunch of different witches academies throughout the world and the Grand Wizard only visits one every Halloween and for whatever reason this year he is coming to Miss Cackle's school and so everyone's like losing their mind like there's this big painting of him um, in the hall he's played by Tim Curry you know of a questionable magnetism um, but everyone seems to be like wildly in love with him like there's a scene where they're like passing around what is clearly, like, a headshot of Tim Curry, and they're all, like, kissing it. Yeah. Um, Apparently, Miss Hardbroom has a thing for him, and there's, like, some unresolved sexual tension there. Um, But we, like, find out he's coming to the school, and so they want to, like, plan a big production for him, and that's kind of, like, setting up for the big climax of the movie.
0: Yeah, it's, so Tim Curry is the only male character in the entire movie. Yes. Yeah, and and like it's not like there's four or five other characters like no, it's like there's like like 40 other characters and they're all women. And yeah. Tim, Tim Curry just by the fact that he's a man, I suppose is the heartthrob. Yeah. And um yeah, that whole thing just But like I I guess I like, I sort of get it cuz he is very he's charismatic. But not is in this role. He's exceedingly
1: charming. He, I wouldn't say he's, like, classically handsome in any way, but he, he oozes, like, charisma. Yeah. You know, like, you want to be around someone like that.
0: Right. So I was like, I kind of get it in a way, but, like, the kids being into him, too, I was also like, eh. Like, I don't know. But, but he's basically, he's, like, the Gilroyd Lockhart of this. Yeah. Yeah. So everyone's fawning over this guy. Um... So, but he he comes. So, yeah. So, what what they're gonna do for the the Grand Wizard visiting them is a broom formation thing.
1: Yeah, they're gonna do a broom formation thing. I do want to go back to talking about something else though that like really reminded me um of Harry Potter. Now that like we're talking about it in that context, mm-hmm. like with, within that same scene, like all of the girl where they're announcing Tim Curry's coming, all the girls get cats, or the, I'm sorry, they get kittens. Uh, they call them kittens they are fully cats yes Um, they're they're absolutely not kittens but they do have some really a plus like cat sound effects that they use um so they all get their cats they're all black cats except for mildred's which is like gray and white because they're like oh we ran out of black cats which seems like such an easy problem to avoid like you know how many students you have that's how many cats you should get right like i don't know that doesn't seem that difficult
0: yeah, um, if anything, it's harder and, to get, like, 50 black cats and one gray and white cat. Like, it, wouldn't it be easier to just get 51 black cats? It's like, they had to go out of the way to get the last one. Who
1: would think so? And then Mildred decides to call it Tabby, which I'm like, alright, it's not, it's fine, whatever, Mildred, you're an idiot. Well, that's better
0: than the first name she proposed for the cat.
1: Yeah, she wanted to call the cat
0: Blackie. And it, and the, the idea was, like, it was ironic because it was the only cat that's not black. But yeah. also, like, I'm so glad that they didn't settle on that name.
1: Yeah, I am too. It makes me uncomfortable saying it aloud. <laughs> like, It's just a little weird.
0: Tiffany's just quoting a oh. movie, people. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, and then there's this part that I love, in the it's I, my second favorite part in this movie, where they play a game of what they call terror tag. Yes. Um, which is basically spooky hide and seek and so they're like divided into two different teams a red and a blue team and you basically one team hides and the other team has to try to find them and they like pull scary faces and they do whatever they have to do to make the girls on the other team scream and if they scream then like the other team gets a point um, which is pretty fun and then Mildred like she just I, you know I fluctuate between loving Mildred and thinking she's super annoying because like she loses the game because Ethel puts on a mask which is is cheating but it's so clearly a mask that she's wearing and Mildred screams once and then like 500 times afterwards even when Mildred or even when she takes off the mask she's still screaming that's yes. very silly
0: i'm like you're a freaking witch like you Live in a universe where you can, like, create things and make, like, horrible things happen. And just the sight of what's clearly just one of your your classmates wearing a mask. I understand maybe the initial, like, she turned around and she wasn't expecting it. Yeah, you get
1: one scream. That's fine.
0: Because I do remember when I was a kid, I... May, maybe a little younger. I was probably, like, ten. I had a friend that, around Halloween time, ran down to their basement put on a mask and like called me downstairs and I went and he was wearing this really creepy monster mask and it genuinely scared me to the point where I screamed but then after that no no but like it was a fun scream it wasn't like a traumatizing experience like it was like a fun Halloween horror house kind of vibe yeah but like I but I remember being like obviously I knew it was him but at the same time I like it startled me so much that I screamed really loud. But, like, I didn't continue yeah. to scream for the next eight minutes.
1: Right. <laughs> uh, but, like, I always thought that was so cool when I was little. I was like, I want to play Terror Tag. And I've never played it yet. Maybe you sh- one day yeah. when the world goes back to normal, we can play it.
0: Yeah. But it's like – but do you th- do you think you would actually scream?
1: I don't know. Maybe. I don't know I've never been involved in terror tag I might
0: oh but you know you you You
1: know me I can barely go through a haunted house that's true you guys anymore I get too scared
0: you might actually scream yeah I was just thinking that
1: yeah um but so like the result is since Ethel cheated like Mildred's really mad and she like confronts her and Maude is there backing her up like why are you always picking on her and Mildred's like I'm gonna turn you into a frog and Ethel's like, "Well, go ahead then, do it." And so she tries to, and she fucks it up because she's Mildred, and she turns her into a pig. Mm-hmm. Which now, in like the lens of Harry Potter, is very reminiscent when he turns Draco into the ferret.
0: I wrote that down. <gasps> right, I wrote, oh, that? Ethel equals Draco. Draco is to pig is to ferret, like an SAT question. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and then she doesn't know how to turn her back.
0: Right, but so, but the. The thing about in this universe is that you still retain your ability to like talk and communicate if you've turned into an animal mm-hmm. so there's like a voiceover of her just being like mildred you're the worst you better turn me back blah, 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 blah. um which is <laughs> yeah. like it's just which is kind of delightful yeah but um go on no no, no i was just, but like mildred's reaction to it is like very i thought wholesome like she turns her into an animal because the other girl dared her to. So she mm-hmm. does. And then she can't turn her back. But her immediate instinct is to be like, oh, I'm going to help you. Come on. And, like, she's just, like, is so sweet to her. like She's a good egg. She really is. Like, and I remember thinking, I was like, you know what? It doesn't matter. If I was Mildred, I would be like, you know, you might be the smartest. You might be the prettiest. You might be the best student in the school. Most popular, but no matter what you do, you're never going to be nice. Like you're always going to just be a bad person. Like, and Mildred's the worst. She has the worst grades, and she's the most clumsy and the most scatterbrained. But like, at the end of the day, she's still always going to be a better person than you, Ethel. Like, just chew on on that. She does. I felt, you know, I felt bad for her. But, so she turns her back into a human, successfully, after a little research at the library.
1: Yep. And then they have Miss Hardbroom like, in the class, kind of talking them through the broomstick display that they're going to do. Yeah. And she's talking about when tryouts are. And then I think we kind of just cut to the tryouts.
0: Yeah, and so the tryouts are very reminiscent of the, um, like, Quidditch tryouts. Where it was like, oh, we have the best yeah. and bright. It. And this person is a, a legacy kid. They're, they're family members, you know, com- competed in the broom tryouts. So, yeah. so they're all trying out. And then they did something that was so accurate to life but frustrating. It was when they're watching all the girls fly around on the brooms and grading them. Okay. Uh-huh. And then um, Mrs. Hardbroom is like, Oh, she's really good. Who is that? And looks in binoculars, and she sees that it's Mildred, and she goes, "Oh, it's Mildred." Four out of ten.
1: Yeah, that was so fucked up.
0: It, it's so true, though. Like people, like so. This, I I did something. So I think when I was in high school, I had a teach English teacher who I knew was like a, like total freight, favoritism in favor of me. And so there was one girl in the class who she always got lower grades than me, even though I couldn't see, like, I thought her poems were just as good, if not better than mine. So yeah. we actually both submitted papers. We, in cahoots with each other, submitted things where we swapped names on the papers. Oh, my God, you've told me this, actually. Yeah, and, like, luckily my uh-huh. my, my high school was a super tiny, like, chill like school so like there was like six kids in my class and like Uh so but we just switched names on papers and then the teacher was like gave quote-unquote my paper a better grade than hers and we finally were like hey this was, I was like, this is Sarah's paper. And Sarah was like, this is Caitlin's paper. And then the teacher started backpedaling. And we were like, we fucking knew it. We fucking knew it. Oh, my God. But the, it was, it's, so it's real. And it just, I had a flashback to that where it's like, oh, like, they're so biased. And they don't even realize it. It's not fair. And it's I felt mad. Fair. Yeah. It made me it's angry. It's not fair. And cool.
1: so after the tryouts, Miss um, Hardbroom is kind of, like, listing off everybody who's made the cut, and she names the last person, and then they're like, oh, well, I don't remember what happened
0: to the person. She in the, she the, like, infirmary. the infirmary Yeah.
1: Yeah, and so then she's like, oh, fine, whatever, Mildred, you can do it. Just don't fuck it up. And then she notices that her broom is kind of broken, and she's like, well, you can't use that. Like, you have to use your spare, and Mildred's like, I don't have a spare. And then here comes Ethel, and she's like, oh, I'm super rich and amazing. I have a spare. Like, I am so nice. I will let Mildred use it and immediately you're like, Well this isn't gonna end well.
0: Yeah, everyone was really stupid. Like everyone's like, Here's this girl that's been doing nothing but sabotaging Mildred since day one and she says in this hoty tone, like, I have a spare broom, she can use it. Don't worry, it's a hundred percent safe, wink wink, and you're just like, "How, how dumb are all of you? You're the dumbest.
1: They're so dumb. But so, like, Mildred's flying high because she's like, oh, man, I'm going to get to be a part of this. I feel, like, super cool and amazing. Um, And then it, like, cuts to Halloween night. And the most iconic part of this whole entire movie happens. (sighs) And if you've never seen this movie, I would be willing to bet you've seen clips from this next part. Wouldn't you think?
0: It Mm, seems to be pretty prevalent. no, no? You don't think? No. I, I had never heard of this until you mentioned it to me. Like, I think if you Google this movie, this will be the first thing that pops up, but to say that this Maybe is... Maybe it's
1: just so important to me and my whole life that, like, I feel like everyone knows about it. This isn't, this <laughs> isn't... That's
0: not true. This is not, like, Teen Witch and the top of that scene, which I feel like millions of people know about, even if they haven't ever seen Teen Witch. This is something. Fair. This is niche, and I don't think you are aware of this. But so yeah, so okay. so Tim Curry comes in, and I'm gonna I want to let you describe this.
1: Okay, so Tim Curry um, flies in, and he doesn't need a broom because he uses his cape that's like the size of the entire school. Um, <laughs> it's like the biggest cape you've ever seen. Why is it's like it so flying? big? I don't know why it's so big, but he, like, flies in and he lands, and, like, everyone just immediately gets, like, a lady boner, and is so jazzed that he's there, and he's, like, being very benevolent, like, you're welcome, I'm here, Um, and then, like, happy Halloween, and then he goes, like, hit it, and then this music starts playing, and he launches into a song about how anything could happen on Halloween, and to say it's incredible (laughs) is, like, such an undersell. It is so ridiculously over the top and stupid. It's like someone who, whoever put this together had just figured out how to use like transition wipes because like every time he turns around, they like do like a terrible PowerPoint wipe or fade to a new scene with him. And it's so, I can't even describe it properly. Like he uses props that are very, um, like homemade, like very craft store props that he, like, must have had tucked up in his cape while he was flying over to the school. Um, there's a line in the song, my favorite line in the song, is, like, he very aggressively starts
0: asking if anyone has seen his tambourine. <laughs> that's my, f- um, I've wrote, that's the one line I wrote down. <laughs> it's my favorite bit. He's like, anything
1: could happen on Halloween. And he's like, has anybody seen my tambourine? And he pulls it out and he starts, like, beating the tambourine. And I love it every single time. But the I love it.
0: the funniest part of the line is he has already pulled his tambourine out of his massive cape. Yeah. As he, so he has the tambourine in hand and he's about to strike it with his other hand as he is saying, "Has anybody seen my tambourine? <laughs> it's in your I hand, it buddy. In your hand. It's it's right there, pal. Like you don't gotta ask. It's just there. Just do your dance. It, it's just the most." awkward they could have done that di- Like they could have had him say that line and then feel around and pull it out oh no he's. it's already available and ready to go by the time he asks if people have seen it and he doesn't ask it in a way of like hey have you seen my tambourine as if look at this no he asks it in a tone of it's missing like has anyone yeah. seen my tambourine Dude, it's in your hand just calm down <laughs> Oh, but you Tim know
1: whoever thought of rhyming Halloween and tambourine probably like felt like that was their peak in life
0: Oh there were high fives and lines of cocaine being snorted like in celebration of that line Absolutely, I, mean, I just
1: I, I can't imagine filming this like I can't imagine being in the room where this was conceived and then like Tim Curry I would love to have been in the room when he's reading the script and being like yeah I'll do this Yes, this seems right for me. Like, I genuinely can't think of someone else playing that role. Like, it seems very tailor-made for him. But I just can't imagine... It just boggles my mind, the whole, like, concept of it, to the execution of it, like, how it happened. And I feel like they probably thought it looked so cool for its time, but it does not age well, like, at all.
0: How, How old were you when you first saw this?
1: Like, three.
0: Okay, so you probably saw it around the time when it actually came out.
1: Yeah, definitely. I grew up watching this movie, like, every Halloween.
0: How did it look to you then?
1: Well, as a child, I remember thinking it was, like, super cool. Okay, but like watching it as an adult, I'm like, oh no! Like when he pulls out, like there's a thing where it, th- he's talking about summertime brings the sun. He literally pulls out a yellow uh, circle made of cardboard to be the sun. Like it's so low budget. <laughs> like that whole, all of the props probably cost twenty dollars.
0: It is. It, it, so just to give a concept, there, there's. It looked bad for 1986. <laughs> I've seen better special effects in silent films from the 20s. It, it was. I mean, <laughs>
1: it is kind of. I, I literally just watched Alien the other day. And what was that? Like 79. And that holds up. Like that still looks pretty, pretty darn
0: good for the seven time. Years, That
1: was well before this.
0: Seven years prior to this. It's, yeah. And you think about Back to the Future came out a year before this. I, I mean. This
1: was made for TV, though.
0: It was, but even Mr. Boogity came out around the same time, and that looked better than this, I think.
1: You know, I I need to do some more research. Maybe this was, like, a passion project for Charlotte Ray, and it was funded, like, just by her, and she, like, ran out of money.
0: I don't know. It reminded me of the... Have you seen the Max Headroom video? The, like... The famous Max Hedruden taking over the Chicago airwaves kind of thing? I don't think so. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, please Google that. Because some some random loner, through the magic of cable access television, was able to hijack the Midwest airwaves around the same time Mm -hmm. and just show footage of himself with homemade graphics. And it's on par with that. And this was a, I think it was Disney made-for-TV movie? But anyway, it's hilariously bad. Um, To the yeah, the cape. I think Tim Curry's cape is honestly in the top five most ridiculous things I've seen put to screen. It's (laughs) (laughs) well,
1: and, and it's so funny because like it's literally the size of an entire room when he's flying, and then like when he's doing his song and dance, there's clearly like rods in it that he has in his hands to like. Push it out and, and spin with it and like make it do tricks. It's just so silly. And he's going for it. Like he's all in. He's all in on the song.
0: It's so strange. Well, I, I don't know. The so, but, so, so he, Tim Curry's there. I mean, this is really the highlight of this movie. But it is. It's the best part. So Tim Curry in this cable access show level special effects. Um, does, does the most bland, weird Halloween song you've ever heard? And then as soon as he's wrapped up, the whole school's cheering and like freaking out, and everyone's, you know, having a sexual awakening simultaneously.
1: It's like the Beatles.
0: Yeah, and it's heavily implied that Hardbroom, who is uh, Diana Rigg, has a past dalliance with this guy. Like, oh yeah, they're, they like are like, oh you again. It's like. Oh damn! Like they have a kid together somewhere for sure. They um, probably do. But then, so they do the broom formation to impress this this guy, who yeah, he's grand wizard. But I don't know even I don't even know what that means. And um, and then the brooms start freak like Mildred's broom starts freaking out, but then everyone else's broom starts freaking out, and they all fall into the ground.
1: Well, we we omitted talking about there is a scene where we see Ethel curse. Uh, Mildred's broom, her spare broom so that is also another very Harry Potter thing from the Quidditch match where his broom is being tampered with That's
0: funny. and
1: um, because she like, during the formation she like activates the curse and Mildred's broom goes wild, I don't know if she like knocks into someone else and starts the chain reaction, because I don't think it was everyone else's brooms fucking up, I think it was her messing up that like started a a chain reaction of everyone freaking out
0: I I couldn't I couldn't wrap my brain around it. It it was Mildred's broom starts going weird, but she's still aloft, and then one by one all the other girls start screaming and falling, and all the adults who are there watching all of their young child students fall like plummet at terminal velocity to the earth. No one reacts. Everyone just sort of with a raised eyebrow is like, "Huh. Interesting." As these kids fall like a hundred feet to the ground and just smash into the earth, it was great. I love their reaction. They're just like, I'm yeah. Dead. They definitely don't help. No, they don't help. In they don't they, don't. they don't even like move an inch to be like, oh no, she's falling to her death. It just they all just stare and watch as like eighteen of their top students just plummet into the the, the hard cold ground. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But they're all fine. And- they're, they're witches. They're all
1: fine. Um, Just all their egos are bruised. And Tim Curry is extremely disappointed. <laughs> and he, like, makes a very pointed comment about, like, there's many other places I could be. Goodbye. And then he just, like, launches himself up into the air again with that cape, and he's gone. And everyone is blaming Mildred for it.
0: Poor Mildred, man. Yeah, so Poor she, Mildred. So she, she goes to – she's in trouble again. And by the way, I will say – she gets in trouble multiple times through this movie, but I don't know if you noticed, with the exception of her turning the girl into a pig, everything she gets in trouble for, it's a group effort. There's mo- like she's late to their weird choir practice, and it's not just her, it's four other girls are late with her. You know, she screws up the potion with the help of another girl. The broom formation thing Yeah, her broom starts acting crazy, but every other girl's broom acts crazy, too. And for some reason, Mildred is the only one. She's the scapegoat for all of these problems. And I was like...
1: Yeah, and you would think that, like, these adult professors would realize that the broom had been
0: tampered with. Oh, no. I, I completely believe this, because this shit is, like... I mean, I had flashbacks to school of, like, adults pinning everything on one kid. I was like, that actually is shockingly the most realistic part of the movie for me. <laughs> like, yeah. It, it was, it's sad. I mean, I remember teachers praising one or two of the star students. And then if, you know, anytime there was any fuck ups, they would just immediately throw blame on Whoever was like the loser kid in the class. I'm like, Oh, that actually tracks for real life to me, which sucks, but it's true. Yeah. But yeah, but Mildred decides I'm going to get expelled. This is embarrassing. So she decides to run away.
1: In broad
0: daylight. By the way, this is okay. This was my favorite shot in the entire movie, Mildred. Um, so everything is very witch universe as it is in Harry Potter. You know they have pictures on their walls of brooms and cats and the Grand Wizard and all of this stuff. And as Mildred's leaving her dorm room, everything on the her wall is witch-centric except there's a giant poster of david bowie as ziggy stardust
1: oh i didn't even notice that it's enormous
0: it's like the size of a movie poster at a theater it's like two by three feet and so everything else is just witch-centric and then there's david bowie I mean he kind of fits the aesthetic I guess I think yeah maybe the intention was like Oh he's part he's also a wizard Which you're like yeah that 100% makes sense Like he would be But I just thought it was it caught me off guard I don't know how they got the rights to show that picture But it was That's
1: where the budget
0: went Yeah (laughs) that's a very (laughs) good point But no it's that iconic picture of him From like the album cover of him as Ziggy Stardust But it's like I can't believe I missed that Oh my god no, it, it was very jarring, because, it, yeah, it was the only connection to the human world we saw. It was very funny.
1: That is funny. Um, but yeah, so she's running away in broad daylight, and then she hears some. She's on her broom with her cat, and she hears something down below, like, in a clearing, and she kind of lands, and she stumbles across Aggie's camp, where she's, like, rehashing her plan out loud again That she about taking over the school. And Mildred's like, oh no, like I have to do something about it. And so she kind of um, accidentally gets seen by them as she's frantically flipping through her spell book, trying to come up with something to do. And she decides that she's going to try to turn them into snails.
0: I love how you say accidentally get seen by them
1: because the way I mean, she was standing in it, I, I'm trying to be she nice. Was she standing was standing in the middle of a field. A <laughs> She wasn't trying to hide.
0: No. She was standing approximately 50 yards away from a group of 12 women. And she just, with no cover, and just very loudly trying to chant a spell, and then shocked. I don't know. The the way that they were shot made me laugh out loud. Because it was like, oh no, they spotted me. And then it's just like cut to them like 10 feet away from her. Like, hey, what are you doing? Um, But she tries to read a spell to turn them into snails.
1: And she is successful, if you can believe it.
0: She, Yeah, she sure is. And then she she turns all the bad guys into snails in one blow, um, and she puts them all in a box and mm-hmm. brings them back to the school and says, like, hey, so I just ran into these ladies that said they were going to try to take over this middle school for some reason. Um, yeah. And here they are. And then she just ha- like, can you imagine this in real life? Like, a student's like, don't worry – these people, they want to take your job as principal of a bunch of, like, 13-year-old brats, but don't worry, here's a box of snails as proof. She, like, <laughs> Mildred is Hardbrook insane. Mildred
1: doesn't believe her. Um, and then Charlotte, or Miss Cackle, is like, well, what were, did you hear them, uh, any names? And she's like, yeah, one is Agatha. And she's like, oh, it's my sister. And then Miss Hardbroom does, like, this extremely hard pivot where she's like, oh, I've always been hard on you because I see your potential, um, which is a complete and utter lie. Like, she's always been hard on her because she just doesn't like
0: her. Yeah. Prejudice, man. Prejudice,
1: yeah. But so Miss um, Cackle is like, turn them turn them back into people and we'll deal with it. And Mildred's like, I can't. And Miss Harburn's like, I believe in you. And so she's like, okay, I can do it. So she turns them back into people And then there's, like, the confrontation between the two sisters, which is pretty great.
0: Yeah, so I actually thought that this was all part of Agatha, the evil twins, Charlotte Ray's plan, because they've been now brought into school grounds. And so now you have six or seven evil witches in a room with two or three good witches, and they immediately accept defeat. They're like, "Oh no, she caught us planning to take over your school. We're ruined." And then it's just they they win the day. The good guys win. But it, um, you've been brought. In, uh, can you imagine capturing Voldemort and all of the Death Eaters and then dropping them in an office alone with Voldemort? And then then they're oh, just like, Dumbledore. or yeah, that's right, Dumbledore. <laughs> And just to be like, oh shucks, we lost. Like, no, now is your chance. You're in school grounds. Like, fuck shit up. Like, re- like take over the school. And I was like, weirdly rooting for Agatha. To, like, to like, because <laughs> most of the girls in the school suck. Most of them are really mean. And with uh-huh. the with the exception of um, the friend and Miss Cackle, everyone else in the school is kind of an asshole. the The bad guys are much more accepting. You know, and so I was just like, go, take over, just do it now. No, they just, they just uh, say, all right, hands up, you caught me red-handed, done.
1: You know, I've literally never thought of it that way before, but you make a very excellent point. Like, they outnumbered the good guys handily, especially since one was just a student who didn't really know what she was doing.
0: Yeah, they're all there. It's, it's, you, you don't, you don't have a, an army of bad guys facing one person and then just going, oh, shucks, we lost. Like, no, just, like ruin it man so I mean I think that would have been a nice ending to the movie with the bad guys <laughs> it would
1: have been a very different ending that's for sure
0: it um, would have been
1: but instead of that Caitlin's dream ending what we get is um, them being banished their plot to take over the school has been foiled and now surprise the Grand Wizard himself is back to proclaim that like Mildred is incredible and um, it's a half holiday now in honor of the fact that Mildred figured out this plan and he's talking about like, you know, sometimes people don't realize that the greatest witch is one who like maybe isn't the best in grades, but like she has witchcraft running through her veins or something. I don't know, some weird speech that didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but ended with him being like, Mildred, what do you want to do on your half holiday? And she's like, I don't know. I guess I'll practice my flying. And he's like, care to join me. And then it's like really weird, like she walks up onto the stage and they hold hands and then he's like let's go and then he like launches himself into the sky again to fly and she's like riding on his cape that's weird
0: His big like pink cape oh my god yeah and that final shot of just i don't think we can emphasize enough how big this cape is <laughs> like
1: no like however big you think it is it's bigger. like triple it
0: yeah, it's like... And then triple that. If you laid the cape out, it would be this the same square footage as a average one-bedroom apartment in Los Angeles.
1: Like, Do you think it would be fair to say that his cape is the same size as, like, a termite tent that they would put over a house?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good comparison. Yeah.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's what we're working with, guys. It's, it's like massive. 50
0: feet by 50 feet. It's it's insane. Um and so, but then, but then the way that it's shot because it's just like clearly a, it looks like a photo of the of him in the cape, and and then it's just sort of awkwardly green screen and it's made smaller. And so, it's just imagine like a still image of a man in a five hundred square foot cape just going poof, like like twisting sideways as if it was a still image. It's fantastic, and they fly into the sunset together.
1: They do kind of like the um the worst end that the worst Harry Potter ending where he uh freeze frames on Buckbeak flying over the ocean.
0: I'm sorry, did you, say, did you say did you say that's the worst Harry Potter ending?
1: Yeah, I, I did. I think it's really cheesy that freeze frame. I said it, and I stand by it.
0: What are you? <sighs> All right, that's is that f- your favorite ending? That's my favorite Harry Potter movie. I didn't say it was my by my favorite director favorite it's, like it's my least favorite ending uh, I like that ending because it's like because every ending from there on out is just super grim and depressing and it's they knew that so they're like we have to end this on a joyous note because the next five movies is just gonna be grim and bleak for every single ending after this. Uh,
1: I guess that's fair but it's it's similar to that too. I can't get over the fact that this literally is Harry Potter, and I've never noticed that before. But it makes so much sense why, like, my brain has such a, an affection for this movie.
0: It's because here's the thing: is I know that the whole "a kid is a witch or a wizard and goes to a school" is a thing that has existed for a long time, and I even read a book in the early '90s. I think it was called Wizards Hall. That it was the same kind of concept of, like, a kid finds out he's a wizard and goes to a wizarding school, but the actual way that the world worked and the way that the characters were presented were so different that Harry Potter, that I remember just brushing it off being like, oh, apart from just that logline of, like, little boy finds out he's a wizard and goes to wizard school, nothing is even remotely similar to Harry Potter. Like, the rules of the world are different, the spells are different, the characters are so different. And this one, as I was watching it, the more I watched it, the more I was like, "Oh my god, this is exactly like Harry Potter." Like to the point where even the flying, the scene where they're doing the flying broom lessons, it looked the way it was shot. Apart from the horrible low budget, the setting was identical to the the flying scene in the first movie. Like the court, it was the same cloistered courtyard. I googled it because I was like, "Is that?" It looks like the exact same location, but it's not. But it looks almost identical um and then you've got like this sassy like lady witch being like all right like everyone pick up your brooms and blah 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 and like go, like it, it felt so similar
1: well and you know what's really interesting and it's surprising too these i don't know if you know it's, it was based on a book uh, from like the mid
0: 70s by the yes, same name I I read th- that. I've
1: never read in my entire life which is surprising considering how much I love this movie and like it was a whole series of books I think like I think there were like five or six of them
0: yeah it's you know obviously there was a lot of ideas taken from it but I mean not, I mean not to detract from Harry Potter because obviously Harry Potter I, I'm 90% sure that J.K. Rowling either read these books or saw this movie and was inspired by it but like obviously her version that she did was was a better version she improved upon it i'm not like trying to disparage her from that but like it was still like oh shit like there's a lot of similarities
1: (laughs) there really are and it makes so much that makes a lot of sense to me that like why i glommed onto harry potter as much as i did and why this one holds like such a special place in my heart too because it's so similar i feel like you blew my mind tonight
0: yeah, I mean, even just the, the way that the, like, the kids all have their, their shared dorm room with one other student, and they all have, like, their little halls that they're in, and even just the, the layout, the physical school itself looked identical to Hogwarts and the interiors. Um, but yeah, so, but no, but it was, it was, uh, I mean, so, okay, watching it now, what do you think of it?
1: Well, it's, th- this is a really hard one for me to judge because I'm not exaggerating. I watch this every year, pretty <laughs> much. So, like, I've seen this movie a stupid amount of times. Um, so, like, it's not like this is the first time I've watched it since I was young. Um, I know it has a lot of flaws, like, visually, and whatever, but, like, I just love it so much. Like, I know this movie so well. I'm not I – mean, whatever, I'm proud of it. I don't care. No. Um, but, like, I, it's, it's a hard one for me to judge fairly because my instinct's like, I just want to give it a 10 out of 10 because it's, like, I love it. Do it. But uh, should I – no, I'll give it a 9 just because of the special effects. They're only getting docked one point. Okay. 9 out of 10. Okay. for me this movie was like a defining movie for me
0: i believe it
1: what would you rank it i'm so curious
0: you know i have i have three systems in my head of ranking in, okay. ter- in terms of actual quality there there are some weird continuity issues like i noticed miss cackle someone calls her miss Cackle at some point um, just just odd things like that, like characters' names being mispronounced, scene by scene. Um, that it felt very slap shot, and uh-huh. the special effects are the worst I've ever seen in anything. Um, <laughs> uh, I mean, that's I mean, fair. that's fair. I've as a middle schooler, I was able to Photoshop videos that look more convincing than this. Um, okay, but okay. but. Tough. But so so for special effects and just the wh- whoever was the script coordinator not coordinator the like script supervisor I give it a 2. But um yeah. in terms of an actual you could tell there was a real sense of world building here and they didn't hold your hand through it they just it's like imagine if Harry Potter started instead of the build up they just drop you in and Harry's already at Hogwarts and you just, yeah. through context clues, gather his upbringing and how he got there. I They did that very well. And so, and it did feel like it was part of a bigger universe um, in a very short amount of time. So, between that, it felt super creative. I would say, I'd give it a 7, shockingly. I mean...
1: Oh my god. Like, I can't even tell you how much that means to me. <laughs> because, like, I've been wondering what you would think of this, like since we, since we decided we're actually going to do it, I have been on the edge of my seat to hear everything you have to say about it. I thought you were going to tear it to shreds more than you did. So I am so happy right now. I feel such a warm feeling that this is something that's so important to me that you actually get it and like enjoyed it.
0: I think the special effects are so bad that it circles back around and adds points to it. Like, yeah, because it's I guess that. it's bad to the point. Like, I, I still Tim Curry's introduction is the one of the worst things I've ever seen. Um, oh god! And I mean, I've seen some gnarly shit in my day, but like that was like I couldn't even focus my eyes on the screen because I was so disturbed by it. But it, but it's so bad. That it goes back around to being endearing and charming. Yeah. Um, like, it was shot by a group of high school kids on a budget of $50 kind of level. Um,
1: it might have been a student film.
0: We don't know. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, God. But, no, so it was definitely... They did a good job for what they had, I think. And is is there a sequel to this or anything?
1: There's not a sequel to it. They, they made... Last year, or the year before, Netflix like uh, reimagined it as a TV series, um, and I, I watched like the first episode, and I couldn't really get into it. It was it was very like juvenile Aww. for me, um, but like I think it, I think it got picked up. I think it's on its second or third season, so it has had a little bit of a resurgence, I think. But there weren't any other like made for TV movies about it. It's not like it ever went to like theaters or or they did it for you know wider consumption.
0: I Yeah, yeah, I get that. But it definitely was, it planted the seed of Harry Potter, and I think everyone's collective consciousness. I think you might be right. Yeah, so for that, I give it props.
1: I'm just so happy that you didn't hate it.
0: No, I mean, for what it was, it was fine. And, you know, I, I liked the, the cast was good, and, and the the older actors in it were clearly having a great time, which I always appreciate
1: maybe that's where all the money went
0: the cast oh that charlotte ray budget is like i mean it's astronomical (laughs) like you gotta have charlotte ray money (laughs) you
1: got well you gotta have diana Rick money too
0: well diana Rick money
1: was tim curry i mean he was kind of a he was already a name i mean rocky horror picture show had already happened
0: before this and the clue had already happened before this
1: yeah so like which is uh, i love tim curry that's like Blue is one of my favorite movies of all time. Um, so maybe that's also part of the reason why I give such a pass to his dumb Halloween song. Um, but, like, and something else that I found really interesting is Feruza Balk being the lead in this. Like, did she ever have a chance to not turn into who she turned into, where she's, like, the weird girl in, like, every witch movie? It was, like, she was destined to be that from very early on.
0: No, from, like, this
1: yeah. and the um, the... What was the really creepy... Like Return to Oz, yeah.
0: That she was in. She's she was, you know what? I was thinking about it. She's the she was, She's Balki, the goth kid She was what Christina Ricci was in the nineties. Like even from age right. like seven, she was only in movies where she played like a weird goth kid. Yeah, um, and, and that's a strange thing to typecast a child as a goth. Yet it worked. Um, I thought Faruza Balk actually did a really good job. Like she was a very believable actress.
1: She was a good child actor. I mean, the, that movie, Return to Oz, I haven't seen that movie since I was a kid. That movie scared the shit out of me.
0: I saw it as an adult for the first time, and it scared the shit out of me. <laughs> really? Okay. I mean, so not, we'll not to the point where I was, like, looked away, but the whole time I was watching it, I was like, thank God I didn't see this as a kid, because it would have freaked me out. I was aware of that. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it was—I never saw Return to Oz, but did you ever see—did you see The Wiz as a kid? Uh, yes, I did. So, yeah, I saw The Wiz as a kid and like a couple of times, and that scared the crap out of me. Yeah, so I f- see that. So, I feel like The I Wiz was that. my return to Oz. But, um, yeah. yeah, just like a lot of really creepy imagery. I don't know. Um, so, but yeah, no, but I get it. Like, I get why that movie was so traumatizing.
1: Yeah. But I just think that this movie is like the epitome of Halloween movies for me. I love it so much. It doesn't, it doesn't feel like Halloween season until i watched it. And I, I only wish, the only thing that could have made this better is if we would have been able to watch it together. Just Aww. because then I think you would have bumped your score up to an eight, just because you would have seen the delight on my face the whole time.
0: Yeah, that really would have, that would have improved it, I think. Um,
1: and you better believe watching this alone in my apartment, I was singing along to the songs.
0: I'm impressed that you know the words to them because none of these songs are catchy at all. What are you talking about? They're so catchy. They're so, like, I felt like somebody had a 24-hour deadline to write five songs for a movie. And it was like, growing up is hard. It's really hard. Like, da-da-da. And you're just like, okay? Like, I could have come up with that. I mean, shit. Um, But you know what? You love it, and that's what's important
1: thank you so much i really appreciate you humoring me on this one it it really warms my heart
0: yeah no worries no it's it's i see what you i see the appeal i see it there's good. yeah anyway so uh, well i'm glad whatever. i'm glad we finally got to watch this
1: me too it's it's a really good uh way to like round out the season i feel like
0: yeah so um that so that's that's our, our big big spooky halloween movie um, yeah. Any other parting thoughts?
1: I don't know. Just if you haven't seen it, you should watch it. And if you don't want to watch it, you should at least Google uh, the Worst Witch Tim Curry song, so you will know what we're talking about because it is something. Yeah, it's called
0: Anything Can Happen on Halloween. Um, yeah,
1: I think if you like, just go into YouTube and type the Worst Witch. It's the first thing that would come up anyway. And without by, even putting in Tim
0: Curry. And by the way, the the whole movie is free on YouTube. So, there is. Yeah, so that's how I watch it. So, just anyone can watch it. If you have internet, you can watch this film. It's ready to go. Um, You're
1: welcome in advance.
0: Yeah. I think that's it. I don't have any more thoughts.
1: I don't think I do either. I just want to remind people that they can follow you on Twitter because you're super funny. Sure. And you're at Duffisorth underscore Rex. Yeah.
0: Give her a follow. And Tiffany's on Instagram at TSoul8. That's me. S-O-L, not S-O-L-E, or not S-O-U-L. Just S-O-L.
1: Correct. (laughs) That is me. Um, yes, I don't think I have anything else to say other than I miss seeing you in person, and it feels weird not doing Halloween stuff with you this year.
0: I know, we always do a party or something on Halloween, at least. At
1: least. Or pumpkin carving, or watching a spooky movie.
0: All of the above.
1: All of the above. But, um...
0: Well, next Halloween.
1: Next Halloween, we're going to go hard.
0: Sure. We sure will.
1: We sure will. (laughs) Um, But until
0: then, thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening. I'm Caitlin. I'm Tiffany. See ya. Bye. Bye.